Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. WIBC, it's Ken the Casey Show, and Rob Casey's here. And Casey, you know, one of the big topics this year, and it's taken a gajillion years, but we might finally actually get something that resembles some form of progress on medical marijuana in the Indiana State House this now, year. Now, wait a second. I was told that Governor Holcomb wanted more research done. Well, he does because he has zero interest in helping anyone, but it appears at least in a random, confused, likely accidental act of erring on the side of the citizens, the state legislature <laughs> might take some action. Let's find out what's going on. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline. Justin Swanson with the Bose Public Affairs Group joins us. Justin are we going to see progress this year on marijuana, at least medical marijuana, in the Indiana General Assembly? Well, hey, Rob and Casey, thanks for having me on. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about what next session looks like in terms of cannabis. Um, you know, I think last year we saw a record number of, of uh, proposals filed, and I think that trend will continue into the 23 session. Um, and you kind of hit the nail on the head with, with the, on the medical side. Um, you know, it's interesting, legislators are kind of, some of them all over the place either support adult use uh, only or medical only. Um, so we we put together a bill that'll uh, introduce both uh, programs at the same time and have a uh, hopefully have for the first time a deliberate discussion on um, how Indiana can responsibly regulate cannabis uh, the right way uh, in a way that uh, really no state has done so, meaning actually uh, put the illicit market uh, out of business and, and position our farmers and small businesses um, uh, to take over that market. Justin, what does the bill say? So um, uh, we've been working on one that will really try to take into account uh, all the feedback we've gotten from legislators and other stakeholders. Um, so what it'll do is it'll lay out both programs, a medical and adult use program, um, and it actually gets away from the dispensary model where you know you have to go and pay the state hundreds of thousands of dollars for the right and privilege to sell one consumer packaged good out of your storefront. Um, so we want to get away from that model and really focus more on actually meeting consumer demand in a safe and responsible way. Uh, and doing so, that's how you, you know, take the margins out of, of, you know, not paying taxes and doing things illegally. Uh, Justin Swanson, our guest, he's with Bose Public Affairs Group. We're talking about uh, the potential that we might have medical marijuana passed out of the Indiana General Assembly this year. So obviously Holcomb is not moving on this, and I get that his goal seems to be to make as many people hate him as humanly possible. <laughs> but what is it, man? I mean, does he give a clear answer to you guys about why, at least on medical marijuana, he is so set on making life difficult on people? Well, he's been consistent, and, and it's, he kind of um, echoes some of the other Republican um, um, feedback we get, and that's, you know, how can I vote for a bill that goes counter to federal law? Um, and so part of our bill actually will uh, allow us to just set up the program, um, set up our regulatory body, get our, reg our uh, regulations promulgated, and really uh, set up, get the state and Hoosiers prepared for when that comes. So 
that's one option where we actually um, set up the program first and then we flip the switch uh, if and when Congress ever moves. So that, that's part of the, uh, the um, strategy there as well is, is put it all on the table and let them whittle it down uh, to see what we can get through. Okay, now you mentioned regulatory body. Is this an issue with licensing? Um, so regulatory body, meaning uh, you have to have regulations um, um, that keep consumers safe and make sure uh, there's no diversion, all that stuff. So, And that takes a little while to set up. So rather than waiting for it to come off Schedule 1 whenever that happens and then get prepared, we're asking the state to get prepared first, uh, take the opportunity seriously, and listen to, listen to Hoosiers because – you know, this is not a, uh, a partisan issue. This is bipartisan, and uh, I think 78% of Hoosiers uh, support um, a medical market, um, and about 64% support adult use as well. Justin Swanson, our guest, he's with the Bose Public Affairs Group. We're talking about the so what seems like maybe a light at the end of the tunnel on medical marijuana in the Indiana General Assembly this uh, this spring. So, Justin, during the summer study committee, and I get that normally summer study committees are where things go to die, but it seems like maybe something positive came out of this. At any point, did somebody just stop everybody in the room and go, everyone around us is doing this. What are we fighting anymore? So that's a great point, Robin, and even more salient today. uh, January 1st, 2023, Kentucky uh, came online with, uh, with an executive order that allowed their citizens to go purchase medical marijuana, up to eight ounces of it. Uh, and bring it back uh, to the state without um, uh, without consequence. So we are Indiana's officially a pro, uh, island of prohibition. Mm-hmm. Um, and exactly right. It's it's kind of like okay, if if what the prohibitionists are saying about how awful uh, responsible cannabis reform actually is, why do more and more states keep doing it? Um, you know, in a lot of that, the summer study committee, the prohibitionists use a lot of outdated and misleading data. Uh, and we were really um, confident that the more legislators look into this and look at recent data, uh, they'll find out uh, that this really, um, you know, responsible cannabis reform actually protects public health and fosters public safety. Uh, you know, for an example, uh, there's a report that just came out using August uh, 2022 data from the Cannabis Public Policy Consulting. Uh, this was established by public health professionals and former controlled substance regulators to provide data-driven answers to states. And in their study, what they found uh, from 5,000 residents in 25 states, uh, and, they, and that data demonstrated that states with regulated medical or adult use cannabis showed uh, older age at first cannabis use, fewer days at pa- of past month cannabis use for those 16 to 20 years old, and fewer days of driving under the influence of cannabis in the past month. So all this goes to show, like, you know, the top line message here is whatever your hesitations or concerns are with cannabis and cannabis production, those are better mitigated and addressed under a regulated market well, rather the- than leasing. Well, and their their deal always is the world's going to end, right? When when it was Sunday alcohol sales, world's going to end. There'll be a drunk on every corner and kids will be bombarded with booze. Didn't happen. Sports betting, everyone will be a gambling degenerate. Didn't happen. The hemp legalization, that'll, everybody will be, because they didn't even know what hemp was half the time. I mean, it just, it didn't, the the doomsday scenario stuff never happens. You know, and that's right. And you feel like you're kind of in a good spot when, when people are, you know, the opponents are using the slippery slope arguments and we're coming with reputable, accurate, um, and consistent data showing the positives uh, of public health and safety on, on this issue. Um, you know, and to that point, um, again, I always say we get the government we deserve. January 9th, the first day of the 23 session, um, and we're having a, we partnered with Americans for Prosperity. We're having an event there um, at the State House encouraging every Hoosier to come. Uh, and show that uh, showed Indiana legislators that this is a top priority for them this session to get some sort of 
uh, momentum going on this. So we're not literally the last state um, uh, to act on this. Because at the end of the day, if you're an island of prohibition, what position are we putting our law enforcement in at the end of the day? Mm -hmm. Justin, you mentioned you'd like to highlight some of the positives. What are they? Well, it's really, it, it's really. Um, I mentioned it earlier. I mean, you have, you know, there's a concern that if you legalize cannabis, there's going to be more uh, inappropriate use uh, usage of it. And the data is showing that when you regulate it, it's actually harder to get, and you take away kind of the, um, you know, the uh, I'm doing something bad mentality from a, from a child standpoint, right? You're, you're bringing, you're elevating the conversation, so youth usage goes down. Um, uh, fewer days of past month cannabis use for those 16, 20 year old. 20-year-olds go down, then you have actually fewer people driving under the influence. So there's actually data out there showing that, that when you have, when, when Hoosiers or someone has access to legal cannabis, drunk driving actually goes down and, and premiums for uh, car insurance goes down. So you, you, what you're doing really is trusting Hoosiers to be adults and at the end of the day, letting them consume what they want to consume as long as it's not hurting somebody else. Uh, Swanson, before we let you go, you're very nice, and I often wonder, because I don't have this gift, is it hard to be nice to people when they're just when they're just being utterly, utterly ridiculous, and how do you do it? <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've learned on this issue specifically, I've learned to redefine success uh, multiple times, <laughs> and so, you know, the, the legislative process is designed, designed to be slow-moving. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, everyone working on this is confident the more and more educated lawmakers get on this issue and look at the data, uh, we'll move forward on it. And it's, I'll tell you, it's, it's pretty amazing to talk to legislators and hear their, their stories of constituents reaching out to them and letting them know how cannabis is helping them uh, in the state right now, despite it being illegal. So I think you're spot on the medical side. It's getting really, really hard for <clears throat> legislators to ignore the medical benefits of this, especially when veterans are reaching out and, and showing that this is helping improve my quality of life getting me off opioids, you know, helping me, me with my PTSD. So the benefits are abound, and it's really on the, leg- the, the citizens here in Indiana to educate and continue to hold uh, legislators accountable on this issue if they want to see movement. Justin Swanson, Bose Public Affairs Group. I think it's great. You guys are leading on medical marijuana. I hope you're successful. Let us know how we can help. All right. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Casey. Appreciate it. All right, and that's going to do it for us. Thank you, Rob, and good job, Kevin, and thank you for listening, and we're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC.